Hey Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Annika. And today's story is about the incredible humans who helped save close to 4,000 beagles from an animal testing facility. you guys what's up just fair warning get your tissues ready this one's kind of rough Annika told me she cried all morning I did it's true I'm looking this up <laughs> the whole so. time I was researching it I was just like a ball of tears yeah it does at points get a little graphic so if you have like younger kids listening maybe skip this one um but I just two I felt like it's episodes huh two skipped episodes in a row it's okay um but i think it's an important story it deserves to be told oh i totally agree absolutely Um, yeah before we get started i have a precursor palate cleanser for you yeah yesterday sadie was incredibly tired from our long weekend of playing with buffy yeah and so sadie was laying in her we make her this little we call it her nest on the couch (laughs) um it's just basically a blanket that's like folded up around the edge so it has like a little lip like a nest yeah. And she was laying there, and Xavier made Mocha move because she was making his legs go numb. That I'm telling you, this cat, she's only 10 pounds, but she she lays with her full body weight on you oh, every yeah. time she lays on you. Um, <laughs> And so when he well, kissed her off... I mean, like, sometimes she'll just stay there as for, long as, like, you let her. Yes, like, and she'll, sometimes... She'll lay on you long past, like, your legs falling asleep. Yeah, and sometimes when... When you try to get up when she's on your lap, she refuses to leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. She's like, nope, this is my spot. Yeah. So this time she left, and she walked right to where Sadie was. She sniffed Sadie a couple times, and then she curled up in a tiny little ball right behind Sadie Aww. and fell asleep. And Sadie, <laughs> for the first, like, five minutes, was the most stressed I think I've ever seen her. <laughs> like, <laughs> her, her little eyes were wide open. She's and like, she, I can't move. And she was sitting so still. And I said, Sadie, go to sleep. And she, like, closed her eyes. And she opened up wide back, opened up, opened up really wide again. Aww. Like, immediately. And I was like, go to sleep. And she just, and then she finally relaxed. Yeah. So, they finally, like, Mocha initiated a cuddle session. Aww. And I was like. I made it like we did it like (laughs) they can be good friends yes um I also want to point out that Mocha could totally tell that we were talking about her just now because she just like came up to us like she's such a cat such a such an interesting cat I was really proud of Tucker because um when I came over today Mm -hmm. to record um you know Sadie like (laughs) I'm her favorite so she like came and was like jumping on me and saying hi and stuff like that mm-hmm. I went to go say hi to Tucker and Sadie kind of got in his face like her yeah. her tail hit him in the nose and stuff and he <laughs> stayed calm he didn't like hiss yeah. at her or anything so now and that's getting a, a lot better that's yeah. a big deal because Tucker is <laughs> from the moment Tucker injured he's my a life. curmudgeon that's just who he is from, as a, as from the moment he entered my life yeah and he's hated dogs since yeah. I've known him but yeah but on it, like, really he kind of well. just hates a lot of things. Like, he's just such a curmudgeon cat. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah. But. All right. But yeah, let's get into our story. Let's jump into it. So, you might have heard about this story. It's been in the news a ton. Um, it's familiar to me when you said it. Yes. So, this is about the Invigo 4000, um, which sounds like some new, like, contraption or something. It sounds like you're trying to sell me like a pharmaceutical drug uh, i mean i was thinking like a vacuum cleaner or something but yeah <laughs> oh yeah there's that too um but yeah this this is huge this is one of the hugest one of the biggest rescue animal rescue efforts in history wow um, so you you've probably heard some of this but i um i heard about it as it was happening but i wanted to like really take my time and research it um because it's just it's such an amazing story. So many organizations came together for these dogs, and it's just amazing. So, okay. oh, so I just scared Mocha away. Sorry, <laughs> um, Oops. So my sources for this story come from a bunch of different places. Again, it's everywhere, so you can find stuff about it anywhere. Um, so mainly, though, my, my sources 
for this story came from CNN, the Humane Society, um, PETA, and then The Guardian. So lots of different sources for this one. Um, So our story takes place in July of last year. So July 2022. Cool. So, and it takes place in Cumberland, Virginia. There is a breeding facility, or there was. Mm -hmm. The was is very important and a very good thing. Um, Yeah. There was a breeding facility in Cumberland, Virginia that had been in operation for 50 years. And when you hear... 50? 50. Oh, my god! When you hear all of the things that have been going on at this facility, the 50 years part will Mm -hmm. enrage you. I mean, this story is absolutely infuriating to anybody who has any kind of a conscience. Um conscience i think i said conscious yeah he did but you know what that should also yeah Yeah. Uh, so in july of 2022 groups from all over the country came together to Mm -hmm. rescue the four close to four thousand beagles that were living in terrible conditions in this facility um okay so the the name of the facility is in vigo so that's that's what I'm going to re- be referring to the facility as. Gosh. So this starts about a year earlier. So in 2021, an investigator for PETA, which um, I'm sure you guys know, that is the people for the ethical treatment of animals. Mm-hmm. And I know that PETA does some practices itself that are not super great. Like I'm, we're not... Just want to put this out there. Like, we're not yeah. super staunch, like, PETA supporters. There's a ton of way better organizations if you, you know, want to yeah. protect animals. So, but they were a very important part of this investigation. So, it is worth mentioning them. Um, so, they actually sent an undercover inve- investigator into the Invigo facility. Um, so this facility... Their breeding facility, mm-hmm. they breed animals specifically for animal testing. Um, okay. So, like, pharmaceutical companies, they're testing, like, for medical research. Pharmaceutical companies, they'll purchase dogs from Invigo in order to test them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that in itself is not great. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get... Not liking it too Yeah. Much. Yeah, I'm not going to get super into it. I just okay. don't think it's worth it. The rest of the story, I think, is where I want to focus. Gotcha. Um, this investigator was, you know, she went undercover as a paid worker there. She was paid about $12 an hour as an animal caretaker. And she logged all of the things that she found there. Oh. Yes. And some of these things are graphic i'm gonna try not to get too graphic but it's just i think it's important to understand how atrocious this was like okay you're gonna be furious Uh uh-huh um okay so one of the first things that she noticed was overcrowding Mm, massive overcrowding puppies were being trampled to death uh what oh yeah um she would, yeah, it was a daily occurrence that you would oh just go God. in and found a pup and find a puppy dead just because they had been trampled over. Oh my God. Yeah. So massive overcrowding. Because too many, they didn't have enough room to walk? Yeah. Too many puppies in a small oh cage. Yeah. Uh, These dogs were never let out of their cages. Never once. There oh was no. grass. There's grass at the facility, but the dogs never once got to step out into the grass and run around. What? Never. They were just, they were confined to their cages at all times. No. All times. No. Uh, Not here for that. Nope. No. There are multiple instances. So they would have these drains, I guess, to collect fecal matter and stuff like that. And, or, you know, like if they cleaned it, water, you know. The water would go into the drains if they would clean the cages or something. Okay. Um, and some of the cages, there would be gaps between the chain, like the chain link, link cage and the like concrete that they were sleeping on, which is not great in itself. Yeah. And so sometimes dogs would 
end up falling through the chain link oh, no. into the drains and then dying. Oh. And again, that was not a rare occurrence. Oh my god. That happened yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm. This one makes me super sad. Um they would euthanize dogs without sedation. Uh which if you don't know the euthanized euthanizing process, it goes like they inject straight into the heart. Which like with most dogs, like I, I've had to put down a dog before and you know, there are definitely cases where euthani- euthanization is the right thing to do because you're, mm-hmm. you know, your dog just isn't having a good life at that point or, you know, they're sick or, mm-hmm. you know, if things are just like, if they're sick enough and it's just not going to get better if they're terminal, like at that yeah. point, a dog can't you know, look forward to, like, better things and stuff like that the way humans can. They just, mm-hmm. they don't understand. So, like, there are times where euthanization is the right thing to do for your pet. Absolutely. But if you take your pet to be euthanized, they will sedate them first so that they what? don't feel anything, and then they'll inject. We didn't actually usually do that. Really? We usually did the... We put in an IV catheter and then injected them through the vein. Oh, okay. So that's... I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. With the pink stuff. In this case, they were injecting them straight into the heart without sedation. Okay, that's insane. Okay, like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's, that's horrible. That's... Oh I can't God. imagine how painful that would be. Ow. Like, Ugh. Because, you know, even in the like, case, ooh. injecting it into the vein, like... It's a very kind way to mm-hmm. die. It's a very, like, it, it doesn't really hurt them. They don't really feel it. And it gives the dog, like, when you do it the way that we did it at the vet clinic that I worked at, it gave the dog, like, time to, like, they could sit in their owner's lap and be, like, they're, the last thing they saw was their owner holding them. Yep. That's um, what we did with, um, man, I'm, like, getting teared up already. That's what we did with our dog when we had to put her down. She just, um, she just was one of those dogs. Sometimes they just, they have a job to do and they can't let go. And sometimes you just have to give them permission Mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. And so that's what we did is like, I, I went with my dad and with our dog, Annabelle. Um, and that's what I did. I just held her and pet her, um, while it was happening and then she until she was she had passed away and it gave you know i think it it was good for her she was with the people she loved yeah you know like that's yeah. not a bad way to go um and it gave us a lot of closure you know seeing her pass away peacefully she was in a lot, lot of, of pain she had really bad arthritis really right? bad arthritis yeah yeah so anyway oh but yeah so just even that, like, the euthanize it, euthanization without sedation, like, that just... That, mm, I can't imagine. That's right into terrible. The, oh, right into the heart? Yep. God. Yeah. Yeah, that would... Ugh, that would be just, like, a burst of intense pain that you can't, like, that we probably can't even imagine. No. And then you I don't want to imagine ugh. dogs going through that. No. Um, so, the atrocities don't stop there. Um, oh goodness! I know. Yeah, it's a lot, you guys. But I, yeah. I just I feel like it's important to to just understand how bad, like the torture that these dogs are going through here, and understand why it was so important for them to get shut down. Yes. Yeah. So, staff without a veterinary license were performing medical procedures. What? What? Yes. What kind? Okay, so one dog. So these dogs, like, they're in tight spaces. They're, later I'm going to say, talk about, like, their food, which Mm -hmm. was also a bad situation. So lots of food aggression. So there were lots of fights. Yeah. So, like, these animals having wounds was very, very common as well. So one time this dog had fluid on its head from a wound. Oh. Um, The supervisor of the facility, again, Not not a veterinarian. Just stuck a needle into the drain to drain the <gasps> fluid without any anesthesia. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Just stuck it in okay. the wound. I'm more concerned about them not being veterinarian and just lancing a yeah uh, abscess, probably. Uh-huh. Which also, like, that's got to be... Um, yeah, if you're not a vet, that's got to be dangerous for the person, too. Draining yeah. an abscess and not knowing how to do it. Like, that's not safe for the people. Anyway, uh-huh. They would also declaw them without what? providing any pain relief at all. The, why would you declaw a dog? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. And declawing, like, I know a lot of people... Um, you know, declaw cats and stuff, and a lot of people are upset about declawing, and there's some controversy there. I, you know, I think declawing is okay if you're, you know, I think sometimes declawing is necessary for people to adopt a cat, so in that case, it's better to declaw than not, but I mean, declawing, it is literally like where the nail meets the bone. Like it is literally it's the equivalent of cutting off the first knuckle of your finger. Yeah. So imagine them doing that without a license, a veterinary license, and with zero pain relief. Oh my god. It's literally torture. So uh, that's e- that's evil. Like yeah. I personally lean towards the no declaw. Mhm. And I say that as someone who has like uh, actually performed one. Yeah. I don't like it anymore. Um, yeah. I needed it to keep Tucker. Right. And he actually became a better cat without his claws. Yeah. I got really lucky. Like, but I don't recommend it anymore. Yeah. And I can never, I can never understand do like, but I, I can get, I can I, understand I, it for a cat, but for a dog. I can't understand. Yeah. What? Like, because dogs aren't typically destructive with their claws. No. Tucker was no. incredibly destructive. Milka has all of her claws, if that tells you guys. I've I've changed a lot in the past 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think declawing was the greatest thing. Like, I took classes on it and all that, like how humane or inhumane it is. There are a lot of things that decrease cat's pain afterwards. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But this, they were not, they were not using that here. Like, right. If you use a laser, like, they use a laser most of the time nowadays, which yeah. increases the healing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, by a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, body alterations are are sketchy. It is. Part of the veterinary field. It is. Uh-huh. Again, I don't want to make anybody feel bad for declawing their cat. No, no. It's not. Because I've done it, right. too. Like, yeah. And, I, like, my mom with, with the cat that we have now, he's declawed. Yeah. Um, Kirk is declawed. And he, my, like, we, he wasn't declawed for a while, and he was starting to be destructive. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, listen... The claws are going. It's just a matter of if the claw, if the cat is going with them. <laughs> so we, you know, yeah. we wanted to keep the cat, so we declawed him. So don't feel bad if you've declawed your cat. But this is, you know, because it was probably done out of air, you know, from a by a veterinarian with sedation. Yeah, absolutely. Done ethically. Yeah. This was not. So it's a it's a very very different. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. a hard topic that people will often stand on one side of the fence or not. And I kind of straddled the fence. I, yeah, on I it. stand in the gray too. Continuing on, um, cages would be cleaned with a pressure hose, but with the dogs still in them. What? Yeah. They wouldn't remove the dogs you, from the cage you first. You can you if you can poke holes in people. Yeah. With a pressure hose. Yeah. Yeah. What? And then they wouldn't dry anything in there. Oh, they wouldn't God. dry the dogs. Oh, so that's bad. The they smell. wouldn't dry. Oh, I can't imagine the smell in this place. I can't even imagine. They did say I didn't write down like the number of decibels, but they said it was so loud in there. Good. Like the the decibels, the number was higher than like a rock concert. It was so loud. Oh my God. Um. But since they wouldn't dry anything, their food would get moldy super quickly. So, Ugh. these dogs were given insufficient food, uh-huh. and the food they did get was often moldy, Ugh. or it would contain Ooh. feces or maggots, Ugh. just nasty. Um, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end, so, there, 
all the dogs removed from this facility. Thank goodness. goodness. So it does, like, this does have a very positive ending. Towards the end, the last, like, 48 hours Mm -hmm. that Invigo facility had the dogs, one of the supervisors told the workers, instructed the workers not to feed nursing mothers. What? Yeah. Told them specifically, don't feed the ones that are nursing. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they... I don't understand the point of that whatsoever. Yeah. This is a boarding... Not boarding. Breeding. It's a breeding facility. Yeah. Makes zero sense to me. Uh, No sense. I mean, none of this... None of this should make sense to anybody. No. Like, this... mm. I hope that their food that they get in prison is moldy every day. Um, yes. They better be in prison. God. We'll get... We'll get to the legal ramifications. Please... Yeah. You um, hesitated. Uh, mm-hmm. oh um, let's see. Over the course of the investigation, the undercover worker found 350 dead dogs. Oh my god. 350. That's, yeah. Horrible. And again, this is just a breeding facility. These aren't the ones doing the experiments. They're, they're just, they're supposed to be just oh breeding god. dogs. Is it the goal to have more dogs to sell? That's what I would think. That's, Uh, that would have been my, right. Like, it's awful in every way imaginable, but it also is like, this doesn't benefit you in any way to be doing this to these dogs. Like, you would, yeah. My mom's mm. dog was rescued from Mm -hmm. a breeding facility. Yeah. And a puppy mill or whatever. And she's still, she has so many medical problems from that still she she has terrible teeth uh, she gets abscesses in her in her mouth and sinuses a lot yeah um she's having to go for a surgery soon to Aww. remove some teeth so that she won't get abscesses so often mm-hmm. it's like impossible to like take care of all her teeth because oh, they're yeah. they were they were just so messed up that's for one malnourishment. thing once they were rec- they were rescued that's one thing that some of the rescuers said about these dogs was that every single one of them had dental issues. Mm-hmm. So Ella turns circles everywhere she goes still because mm-hmm. she's so used to being in a tiny cage. Yep. She's a really sweet dog though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So once kind of all these things started coming to light, whenever inspectors would come to the facility, because they had to be inspected. To make sure that they're in compliance with um, the American, or the Animal Welfare Act. Yeah. They would hide all these practices from inspectors. How? They would attempt to cover it up. I don't even know. I don't understand. Yeah. But they would attempt to cover it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a couple. One story that was really shocking. Uh, One time, this worker found a pregnant dog who was clearly sick, had a fever. And so she was really concerned about this dog, as a normal human would be. A normal human who is working Uh with animals like this should be concerned if your dog, if a dog has a fever. So she showed the dog to her supervisor. Nothing was done. Oh, good. Not, not even like the, not even the most basic of a checkup was done on this dog. Uh Um, the next day, when they came in, the dog had died. Oh, no. Um, when they did a necropsy, which is, um, if you don't know, necropsy is like a autopsy on an animal. Oh, I know. I know you know, but, you know, for <laughs> listeners. Know. Just um, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of tension breaking. <laughs> what? Had to break the tension a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um... When they did a necropsy on her, they found that the puppies that she was pregnant with had torn through her uterus into her abdomen. What? Terrifying. That's why she died? And she died from an infection. Oh my god. Yeah. But again, I mean, had they, that is preventable. So, had they received any vet care. The only way that I feel like that's possible is if she was so malnourished that her uterus was that weak. It very well could be. 
I don't I know. Yeah, I don't know. I could totally be wrong. But. I don't know how that happens, but, I mean, it oh. could have been prevented. You mm-hmm. know, and even if, you know, something was wrong with the pregnancy, like, it still could have been, her death, death could still have been prevented. Yeah. But she received zero vet care. Zero vet oh care. Oh, As that's happening to her. So, um, and then last one, and then I'm going to move on from all the atrocities okay, of this place. Okay, good. This is, yeah. these are, this is just a small list. Oh my God. Unfortunately. Um, one night, in one night, mm-hmm. um, so the puppies are just out, the dogs are just out in these cages. It's open to the, like, to the elements and stuff. Oh, good. Yeah. It's like oh, open air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one night, in one night, 25 puppies died due to cold exposure. Oh, my God. Which, that's, like, the most basic thing. You can prevent that very yeah. easily. Uh-huh. This investigator and PETA, they took their findings to the Department of Agriculture, who okay. acquired a warrant to investigate further into this facility and its practices. Very good. So, May 18th of 2022. Wow. That's law... a year ago. Huh? A little well, over a year ago. A year ago. Yeah. Um, law enforcement went to the site to seize records, computers, any kind of information they could find. Um, They also took any dogs who appeared to be in acute distress. Any dogs where it was like, you know, if they didn't take them... They were going to die. We're going to die. They ended up taking a hundred dogs. Oh my god. Because that's how many dogs were in that bad distress. Were in that bad of a condition. Wow. A hundred. Um... The Department of Justice then filed a complaint against Invigo for multiple violations of the Animal Welfare Act. Yeah, good. Seventy violations. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. A lot of them were repeat violations as well. Ugh. Meaning that they had reported these violations before and they Uh were allowed to continue. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, that happened on May 19th. So, the day after um was when those complaints were filed what mm-hmm. one thing that i found really in- really interesting was that the um i can't remember which president it was i want to say johnson but don't quote me but the okay. president who signed the animal Wel- welfare act mm-hmm. into law was a big fan of beagles like had oh. lots of beagles so i just thought that was a little interesting point yeah so after the complaints were filed, the Humane Society began coordinating transportation of the beagles, finding animal shelters around the country that could help house these dogs. Mm-hmm. They had 60 days to remove all dogs from the premises. Wow. And this is 4,000 dogs, approximately. <laughs> like, this was going to be a huge feat. Yeah. Um. So, legal ramifications, it's, it's, it's tough. Okay. Because there were ramifications, but then there weren't. Oh, gosh. So, Invigo decided to settle the case. Mm-hmm. They agreed to, and this is the good part, they agreed to relinquish all the dogs in the Cumberland site. And then the parent company, um, Inotive, Inotive, um, okay decided to close the facility that's good as far as anybody being like arrested i haven't heard anything that that's frustrating that is yeah it's infuriating it really is yeah because these there are people who are allowing these dogs to be abused and and they're just and inflicting abuse inflicting abuse on these animals Yeah. yeah so that part to me is very frustrating the settlement and getting the facility closed is a win, but, like, yeah, it just feels like there should be more ramifications. Um, six days after the settlement was reached in court, rescue efforts began. Um, so puppies, pregnant dogs, and nursing dogs were kind of the first priority to get them out, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um the first dog removed was marked 
C-N-G-C-K-A. So these dogs are not given names. Oh, um, my God. I know. And Ugh. they are given a tattoo on their ear to, okay. to mark them as an identifier. Um, which, to point out, the tattoos were, again, not done by a veterinary practitioner. Oh. Not done by a yeah. veterinarian. Because um, I was thinking, I was like, okay, at Southeastern Guide Dogs, say, I don't think they tattoo them anymore, but okay. they tattooed the inside of their ear. But yeah. I'm sure a licensed veterinarian did it. All right, yeah. When they were like a day old, so they don't remember it. Exactly. But yeah. this was not, no. This, this was just done by just regular staff. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of times they would like mess stuff up, and so they'd have to go back over it and retattoo ah. it. Yeah, not a good thing. So anyway, so that that was the first dog removed. They named him Uno, Aww, which is just the cutest thing. And yeah. he was taken. He was shipped off. Um, he went across the country and found a forever home in Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. Um. So this. I found this on, there's a really, really good article from The Guardian. It's by a C-word Darby. So go check that out. They did an incredible job. Okay. Very thorough article. So lots of credit to them. Um, so they researched, there was a dog rescue that's actually come from the Triangle in North oh. Carolina. So the Triangle is where I grew up. Yeah. Uh, they call it the Triangle because it's three big cities. It's um, Durham, Chapel Hill, and Raleigh. So it's called the yeah. Triangle area. But the Triangle Beagle Rescue of North Carolina was very involved. Oh, I know. I've heard about them before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're a really good organization. Mm-hmm. Lots of love for them. So they were one of the 120 organizations wow. that helped rescue the dogs. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's just, like, I think the good thing that came from this story is, like, it, so many people rallied around these dogs. Yeah. I'm getting choked up. Okay. No. Um, it's okay. So many people wanted to help, wanted to come to their aid, and that part is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, not, most people are not like the people at the facility who just didn't care. Like, most people care about these dogs that's really good Um, yeah so the triangle beagle rescue of north carolina i'm gonna call them the tbr (laughs) yeah but i've also heard them called their instagram tag their tri beagles so i might call them that too no they typically only take dogs in north carolina around the triangle area they normally have about like up to 50 dogs at a time okay so as they were trying to think about they obviously they wanted to help yeah Um, but they're trying to figure out logistically how do we do this Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to stop their efforts in north carolina no yeah so but they wanted to help so they agreed they're like you know what we're gonna make it work so they agreed to take a hundred beagles in two batches wow from the invigo facility um, mm-hmm. so they drove up to the Invigo facility. They got 50 dogs mm-hmm. each time that they went. Um, and it included four pregnant beagles. So they oh, also wow. had to figure yeah. out, you know, when the, when the beagles were born, where to, what to do with the puppies. Yeah. But they were like, you know what? We'll take them. We will figure it out. Okay. And they did. I'm going to cry when I read this. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can do it. Oh. One tri-beagle volunteer I'm gonna cry it's okay <laughs> one tri-beagle volunteer made sure to whisper I love you to every dog she loaded into the van Aww. yeah these dogs they didn't have positive experiences with human touch absolutely they were yeah they had to be so they were terrified terrorized. of every human they saw for a while yeah, yeah. Um, so I just yeah i Again, I just love all the people who showed how much they cared to these sweet dogs. Um, They said that when they were in the vans, the dogs were terrified, which I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, They started, like, pooping, peeing, vomiting everywhere. (laughs) So the second time, I know. So the second time that they went, because again, they went 
The first time got 50, went back, got 50 more. Yeah. So the second time they went, they were a little more prepared. They had mats on the floor of the van. Okay. And they had rub for the workers so that they didn't, you know, because smell. Yeah. Um, they took the dogs to the Sunny Acres Pet Resort where they were nice. given a thorough and gentle cleaning. Aww. Um, and then they also made sure that every single dog was checked out, you know, by a vet before they were taken to foster homes because the tribal rescue and a lot of shelters nowadays do this they don't have like a facility a facility Mm -hmm. themselves but they'll have like homes that foster dogs yeah um so i want to get into now that we've like all been thoroughly like furious and Mm -hmm. are crying i want to tell you about the good things so I can't say that all the dogs have, but most of the dogs from this facility, it's been a year that yeah. they've been free. Um, most of the dogs at this point have found forever homes. So wow. that is a huge win. I can't cover 4,000 dogs, obviously. That's yeah, we'll too take much. a few episodes. Yeah, wow. but I'm going to cover a few. There's a few that um, stood out that I want to mention. The first one was actually adopted by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. What? Yeah. That's wild. So, Mama Mia is her name. I love it. So, this dog was seven years old, and she had had a litter of puppies. So, she was rescued with her litter. Most, a lot of the puppies that they, like, a lot of the dogs that they rescued were, like, a day old. There were a lot of dogs rescued that were just a day old. Oh. Meghan was... Meghan Markle was, you know, kind of, you know, trying to keep her identity a secret. Yeah. As she was talking about adopting one of these dogs, but the the person at the shelter they adopted Mama Mia from kind of figured it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Meghan specifically, when she was looking at the dogs from this facility, she specifically wanted the mom, which mm-hmm. is, I think a lot of times, like, and I'm guilty of it, too. I wanted a puppy. I think a lot of people want the puppy. She specifically wanted the mom. So I think that shows just, you know, an extra level of, like, love for the dogs. Yeah. Um, they immediately had a connection. The lady at the shelter said that Megan got down, like, crouched down to greet her. And Mama Mia just ran straight into her Aww. arms. Yeah. Harry did the same. He crouched down next to him and started, immediately was asking about medical care. Mama Mia had a little lump on her chin, so he was yeah. just checking to make sure if that needed anything. Um, he was asking about, like, her likes and dislikes, if she had a favorite Aww. toy. So once they had finalized the whole adoption process, um, they were trying to, you know, load her up into the car to take her, take her home. And she was pulling on her leash towards, like, I guess there was, like, a shed or a barn or something. She kept pulling on her leash to try to go towards that shed. Mm-hmm. And Harry insisted. He was like, there must be something in there that she wants. And so they they let her go into the little shed. And she rummaged around a box of dog toys and she found a fox toy that had been given to her on Aww. her trip away from the facility. Yeah. Aww. So they report she's doing great now. She's just like the sweetest, most loving dog. Um, and just awesome. a really great addition to the to their family. Um, yeah. Another dog. This is a foster fail, which I <laughs> always love a foster fail. That's cute. <laughs> I... Yeah, I feel like I could never foster a dog because it would yeah. just... Become your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. So, this is a man named... Okay. I'm sorry if I butcher your name, sir. Ladarsky is how I'm going to say it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, he had actually had a beagle named Scout. No. Who had been a previous survivor of Invigo. So I think wow. what had happened was he was actually working at a one of the pharmaceutical research labs and yeah. they didn't need that dog anymore. And so he was just like, Well, I'll take her I'll take her home. Aww. But Scout had recently passed away. 
So he was not ready for mm-hmm. a new dog. He was like, I, I just, I'm not sure about it. I don't know. Not sure if I can handle another dog. Um, but when he yeah. heard about these beagles that, you know, had just been rescued out of this awful, awful place, he just couldn't help himself. He needed to help. So yeah. he agreed to foster one of the dogs and named him Loki, Aww. which I love. Um, for the first little while, Loki barked at everything. Yeah. Because he's not used to anything. He's not no, used to just... just, like, regular life. Yeah. Um, I think at one point he said he was even, like, a- afraid of blankets. Because he just, he didn't know what that was. He had been he sleeping on concrete. Was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he said that he needed to learn to become a dog. But after, you know, like, he's had him for about a year now. And so now he says that, you know, the dogs still struggle sometimes, especially with new people. But he takes them for walks all the time, Aww. and he's just apparently just a little love bug. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, couple more. So, the Bay Path Humane Society of Massachusetts took mm-hmm. six dogs from cool. Indigo. I think what had happened was another shelter had taken a large group of dogs and yeah. then distributed it to some smaller shelters. So, that's okay. how they caught six beagles. Um, and I will have to share it on Instagram, but there is a video of these dogs touching grass for the first time in their Aww. lives. And it's just the sweetest thing. So at first, they're all super still, staring at the grass <laughs> like, what is this? Aww. They did not know what to do. And then you can see all their tails start <laughs> wagging at once. And Aww. they, these six dogs, like all of them have the little dipstick where they have like the white oh, at the tip of their it. tail. So it's fun just to yeah. watch, like, the little white tip go back and forth Aww. all at once. They start running around. They're playing with each other. And that's something that they had never gotten to do either, yeah. like, was play with each other. Play. So even though they're all together, they're in this tight, cramped space. There's no room to run around. Yeah. So that video is super sweet. Um, each of those six dogs went to loving, caring homes, and they're now living their absolute best lives. Mm-hmm. And two of them actually go to the same doggy daycare so yeah so they're able to like and apparently those two especially like have some sort of bond like it's like they know oh you've been through this too that's sweet um okay and then the last one i wanted to mention this is gracie she went to live classic classic beagle name i know right perfect she went to live with a volunteer that had helped with the rescue efforts her owner said that her tail, for the first week or so, would not come out from between her legs. This poor baby is just traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, they were worried about, like, how long it would take for her to adjust. But in just a few days, like, again, like a week or two, um, they started noticing her tail starting to wag. Um, a year later, they say that she's still worried about food. She's still a little overprotective about food, which is completely understandable yeah um and then she's had some trouble with house training but she is just the most cuddly dog ever oh good job gracie yeah um another positive thing that came out of this is legislation which is so Mm -hmm. important to make sure that this doesn't happen to any more dogs um the last beagle was rescued from the facility on September 1st of 2022. Aww. In total, we know we call them the Invigo 4000. That yeah. is rounding up. In total, there were 3,776 beagles. Wow. But again, I think we call them the 4000 because a lot of them were like, were pregnant. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Were so those were saved too. Yeah. Um, in Virginia, a law was introduced called the Beagle Bill. Okay. It was voted on unanimously. Nice. Love that. So actually, as of yesterday, July oh, wow. 1st of 2023, Yo. no breeder with even one violation of the Animal Welfare Act would be allowed to sell animals. Whoa. It's like one chance and that's it. Go You're Virginia. Done. Yes. 
Because if you'll remember, a lot of these were repeated violations. Yeah. Like, they had already been had a violation mm-hmm. of mistreating their animals and were allowed to continue. Yeah, so this ensures bad. that, that would, that's never going to happen, which I love mm-hmm. that. And we're hoping to see a lot more states, because that was just Virginia. Hopefully, we'll see a lot more states put that into law as well. Yeah. Um, the Tribe Eagles Rescue recently threw an event. I saw it on their Facebook Aww. for Invigo superheroes. Stop it. That's precious. So they had a little event to bring them all together and celebrate their one year of freedom. And again, I just, I think it's so beautiful how people rallied around these dogs from yeah. all over the world. I looked at lots of different shelter websites um, as I was researching this case. Um, most of the shelters reported that they received, like, triple the amount of adoption applications. Oh. Yeah. When they heard about this, they would hear about adoption applications from, like, Australia, New Zealand, like, what? all over the world. Yes. Like, people were like, I will come fly to the U.S. to adopt oh. one of these dogs. It's yeah. really hard to take a dog from the U.S. to another country, too. It is. That's but they crazy. were like, we want to help. So... Aww. Yeah, again, I'm like, that part, like, makes me tear up, too, is just how much people cared about them, so. Yeah. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. So, really, really sad story. It's awful that these dogs had to, had that experience. Yeah. But good things did come out of it. Yeah. All right. Well, I am going to do a brief spotlight on the good old beagle. Yeah. And this one goes out to two of the favorite, my best beagles that I've ever met, Petey and Tinkerbell. I just remembered their names. <laughs> I think they were adopt- I think they were rescued from not a, I don't think it was necessarily a situation like in Vigos where it was, mm. they were being abused, but I believe they were research dogs okay. for the first couple years of their lives. Yeah. But they were the sweetest beagles I ever got to take care of. My husband growing up had a beagle named Ginger. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I got to take care of Petey and Tinkerbell at the vet clinic. They boarded a lot when their parents went out of town. <laughs> yeah. And so beagles are often used for experimentation because they are pretty docile. Yeah. They, they're so easygoing. They're very easygoing dogs. And they have a, I think a pretty high pain tolerance. Their name comes from the word beg, meaning little in Gaelic. Mm-hmm. Or from the French word and I don't know French guys so be nice nope. to me. <laughs> Begule. I'm going to say it like that's what I'm going to guess it it sounds like. Sound do, sounds and which is what they say is what the dog sounds like while they're hunting. So they're bred to hunt rabbits. And if you've ever had one, you know, their noses are amazing. Yeah. Higher than the average doggo. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They make excellent family dogs because they are super lovey. They're docile and gentle. They're smart. And they're the most popular hound dog in the U.S. I think they tend to be about 20, maybe 30 pounds. Mm, yeah. Uh, I think the fact that they're pretty, pretty small, small, too, makes them really good for, like, family being pretty, in a family. Yeah. They're small, but they have a temperament of a larger dog. Uh, yeah. Um, they do need a lot of exercise because they can, they, even though they're pretty chill, they can go and go and go. Yeah. They're used to running in packs, so they do not like to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. If you separated Petey and Tinkerbell, then <laughs> you know, their names are so cute. Then one of the other one, the other one would be Howling. Yeah. Um, so they stayed in the same kennel together. A lot of the dogs... A lot of the dogs from Invigo, I saw a lot of them had other fur siblings. That's good. In the families that they went to, and it was just, yeah, and it was, all of them did really well, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's an old breed. Oh, Um, yeah. So, and is it, is it, what did you find, like, was the origin in, like, Ireland or England? That's... I don't remember. You don't remember? I didn't look that up, yeah. Either way, it's, it's somewhere over there, and, yeah, they're classic 
hunting dog. They're they've got those big floppy ears. Yeah. So you gotta check them because they'll get they'll get dirt and stuff and it'll start to build up. Yeah. Pretty easily and they'll get itchy ears. They uh, since they're an older breed, you know, sometimes inter interbreeding happens which can cause genetic problems like hip dysplasia, um, eye problems, and hyperthyroidism. Because I think, yeah, if you're if you got a beagle with bulgy eyes, uh, watch out yeah. for it. Yeah, they. I think they're also prone to obesity. Um, yeah, I can see that. I think. I um, I think just oh, probably that just, just made me think of like the beagle in Toy Story. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Oh, what was buddy. His name? Oh, crap. It'll come to me. I know. It'll probably come to me, like, right as After we wrap the episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but they respond best to patient positive training. Yeah. Yeah. They are definitely scent hounds more than anything else. They also have a tendency to wander off because mm-hmm. of their little nose. My dad loved beagles. Yeah, he wanted a beagle too but they're they're very sweet little dogs and they howl a lot which makes them like twice as cute buster buster that's the dog in toy story yeah yeah but they do howl a lot it's really cute it's precious i love howling yeah (laughs) well that's the beagle yeah consider we're gonna put in the show notes the list to some of the organizations that helped Mm -hmm. um we'll definitely, definitely yes we will definitely link um to the Triangle Beagle Rescue, for sure. Yeah. Um, you can also, the Humane Society has on their website, it lists all the organizations, all the 120 organizations who helped wow. rescue the dogs. Awesome. Yeah, so if you want to support one of those organizations, you can check that out and find one in your state because it's oh, listed sweet. by state. Yeah. yeah. So definitely consider donating to the humane society donating to triangle beagle rescue i know my my in-laws have been talking about getting a new dog so mom and dad pain <laughs> do it they love a beagle too <laughs> i know a great rescue where you could get a beagle from so mm-hmm. um but yeah so please feel please yeah please consider donating to one of those organizations and then I'll also put a link to the video of the dogs feeling the grass for the first time because it's just so precious. So Yeah. Alright, well, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. Um, you can also email us for stories at puppydogtalespod at gmail.com and tales is T-A-L-E-S. Yes, and we are still looking to do a giveaway, so if you or someone you know has a dog that does silly things or maybe or they were rescued out of you know hopefully they weren't rescued from a situation like this but if they were yeah. let us know let us know how they're doing now or even if they just like if they had a birthday party last week and you want to tell us about um, it i need to see those pictures please <laughs> thank you very much Anything. Um, <laughs> yeah so send us an email and we'll see you next week yep In the meantime, keep calm and wag on. on.